0: Might we be moments away from getting some good news for OU in the 2024 class? Well, we're about to shortly find out. Eddie Pierre-Lewis is on his Instagram live feed. He's got a green suit on right now with a green bow tie, and he's about ready to go. He just grabbed the microphone. We are going to give you second-by-second updates as the number 29 overall player in the 2024 class is about to speak and about to make his decision. And Parker. What are we talking about here? We're talking about OU, we're talking about UCF, we're talking about Oregon. Are those the three schools as we're just moments away from finding out uh, who EPL is going to pick?
1: Uh, yes, those are the three schools. I would more consider it two schools because OU and UCF have long been the ones battling it out. Behind the scenes, obviously a lot to like about where Oklahoma stands. The expectation is that it's going to be the Sooners whenever this decision gets made, and I am waiting with bated breath as much so as any of our listeners. I'm glad we have you on hand to give us real-time updates.
0: He's standing. I cannot see him, but everyone's cheering, and there it is. Eddie Pierre-Lewis, there it is. He's got the OU hat on. It is Oklahoma for EPL. How about it? He had the dark green suit on. He put on a hat. (laughs) The Instagram live feed couldn't see it. I could just hear everyone going crazy. But there's the good news. Moments into the show. Happy Friday, everyone. What's going on? How you feeling? OU just got its number one rated offensive player in the 2024 class, according to Rivals. That, there you go. That's that's a heck of a... Why can't we start the show off like this every Friday, man? It's a big get. That is the number one offensive mm. guard in
1: the nation per the Rivals rankings, <laughs> Tyler. Huge get for Bill Bedenboe. Enormous. Yes. Enormous addition puts the crown jewel on what is a sneaky good offensive line class in the 2024 cycle. Obviously, you would like to get Grant Bricks, but all in all, a ton to like about this group that Bill Beidenbach has assembled in the class of 2024.
0: Ah, so some much needed good news on uh, this Friday. What what heck of a way to start off the day. There's a ton of OU fans in the comments there on his Instagram live. He dressed up for the occasion. Mom was sitting right next to him. It was a, uh, a a commitment with a lot of twists and turns. We would feel good about OU. Then we wouldn't feel good about OU. Then maybe we feel good about OU again, and then he wouldn't make it in for a visit. This is a guy that just committed to OU when his last visit was, was when? A, a Tampa, Florida kid? And when's the last time he visited OU? He visited OU all of once, Tyler. June <laughs> 8th through
1: the 10th. Or 9th through 11th, something like that. That second weekend in June was the only time he ever visited Oklahoma throughout this entire process.
0: Man, how about that? Bill Bedenboe, baby. He's been uh, catching some arrows on the text line this week. I'm about to put out the uh, guys who can recruit tweet on the KREF sports page. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Biedenboe's, he he's still here. He's still here. Big get for him. And And look. We've been talking about EPL for a long, long time now, and we've been waiting for this day, waiting for this decision. It kind of feels like it solidifies this offensive line class that some have questioned at times this year, but it just feels like this commit is really coming at the right time just based on what happened three days ago, you know, and in any time, whenever EPL committed to OU, it was going to make you feel better about this class, but Seeing as what we've been talking about all week long, what's dominated the the storylines for us, it just – it, it, it kind of helps you move past that whole situation and say, hey, here's a piece for the future. Let's start to get excited again about year one in the SEC.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, look, what's done is done. You're not going to bring back guys that are out the door. Caden Green's not coming back, obviously. He's not the only departure via the portal, but – He's the one that hurts the most right now. But getting Eddie Pierre-Lewis, in addition to some of the portal additions that Oklahoma has made and is going to make here over the weekend, in my expectation, like this this is not a team that's going to walk into year one in the SEC and be in over their heads. I know losing green hurts. I, I know how much that situation has dominated the news cycle this week. But there is still a ton to be optimistic about heading into the SEC transition for Oklahoma. And Eddie Pierre-Lewis is just another box that you can check in favor of Bill Biedenboe and the work that the Sooners collectively have done in the trenches on both sides of the ball to solidify this roster as they get ready for SEC competition.
0: Yeah, is Caden Green a a loss, maybe even a big loss? Sure, yeah, it is. And and I wish I can remember who tweeted this out last night because I'd like to give them credit for it. And if anyone on the text line knows exactly – which tweet I'm talking about, send me that handle over, and I'll give him credit for it. But it it was a good point. Like, it's easy just to get all worked up and all upset and all worried in the moment. Oh, my gosh. He's kind of the future piece of your offensive line. You're losing five starters. We're going to the SEC. What are we going to do? We're going to suck. How are we going to run the ball? All that. But OU, two years ago, lost its head coach, man. Lost its head coach, and a big portion of that recruiting class Uh, along with that as well and guess what they ended up being okay I know they were six and seven the next year but they've rebounded back they were a 10-win team this year recruiting is going as well as it's been as it's been going in a long long time so if you can overcome that you can overcome losing one offensive lineman and I I think OU in the end and today yes kind of kind of you know revert you back to the positive side of things but OU will be okay in the grand scheme of things They'll, they'll, they'll be all right.
1: Man, Big Rich in OKC has already gone full spin zone. CG Uh-oh. left because he knows EPL is better, baby. <laughs>
0: hey, I like that tone a heck of a lot more than uh, what what I've been seeing the past three days. I'll, I'll take that, Big Rich. Let's let's go. Sugar Shane in Newcastle. Where will we be in the ranking with EPL? Have you calculated that up on rivals? I, I have not. You're number calculated eight right that. now.
1: I have not calculated that. It will take. Uh, no that Okay, it, it has officially updated in real time. Oklahoma is up to the number six class in the nation.
0: Hey, yeah, yeah. Up to number six, they were at eight. They jump uh, Notre Dame and Miami. So you've got Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Texas at three, Florida State at four. Bama is sitting at five, and there's Oklahoma at number six. So I, I guess back to the point that I was just trying to make two minutes ago, is two years ago you lost a head coach and there was a lot of panic for that, but I haven't been a ton of times before BV got here, Parker. That we're five days out until national signing day and OU sitting as the number six uh, team in the or number six in the rankings here, so all 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 is well. That's just a, uh, a a need to get for sure. When did and I know that it changed multiple times throughout his recruitment. I mean, you just said he only made it to Norman once. Kid out of Tampa still commits to OU, but what really swung thing b- things back in OU's favor? <laughs> because a month ago we were, eh, this doesn't feel good. Was that was it the in home visit that Beidenbo did a few Sundays ago? So that
1: really felt like like it felt like when be- when uh, did the in home visit that really solidified Oklahoma as the favorite. Now things had kind of already been trending back in OU's direction as to what changed. I'll be honest, Tyler, I don't know. Because for instance, I was down at and I I'll leave names out of it. I was down at one of Oklahoma's commits from the DFW area's games about a month ago and we got to talking about EPL and that commit said, "Oh yeah, no, he's going to UCF." Like at that point and that was in the aftermath of EPL had, having scheduled two visits in the span of 3 weeks to Oklahoma for game day, neither of which ended up happening. And so at that point, I think everybody was kind of figuring, well, okay, he's staying home. That's where this all is pointing. Yeah, I know I was certainly in that camp as well. I was just waiting to see, okay, well, should I flip my future cast to UCF or to Oregon? Like, which way is this thing going to swing? And uh, Bill, Be- Bill Biedenboe and the Sooner staff, to their credit, they kept the faith. They played the long game. And on December 15th, it pays off with a commitment from the number one offensive guard in the nation.
0: Eddie Pierre Lewis Day, December fifteenth. We'll remember it forever. Uh, what's what's the best thing about EPL? Six foot four, three twenty. Obviously, we talked about it for several months now. Where, where rivals has him ranked in the top thirty? Uh, impressive track times as well. But what's what should everyone really know and be excited about with this kid? He
1: is incredibly strong, and incredibly fast, and incredibly large. Like the athletic traits, and that to me is the reason. Why rivals? our guys at Rivals are so much higher than EPL than the rest of the industry. Because if you look at his tape, okay, it's good. Does it scream five-star or borderline five-star? Maybe not. But when you consider the athletic traits, the track times, the bench press numbers, all of what he brings to the table, not just in terms of natural size and width and mass, but... You think about the ceiling for a guy that already has that type of athletic potential. Man, it's not hard to figure that with Jerry Schmidt's workout regimen and with Bill Biedenboe's coaching, EPL could turn out to be a guy that one day gets his name called on day one of the NFL draft.
0: Man, you, you know what I like most about this kid already is that unlike most commits uh, or commitment ceremonies that we follow, they would just now be getting underway, dude. It, w- it was supposed to start at 2 p.m. Central time. It- it's 2.15, and we've already been talking about this for 10 minutes now. That's a Bill Beatenbow guy, straight to the point, not messing around. <laughs> he committed at like 2.04 today. That- that- that's a Bill Beatenbow guy right there.
1: You love to see it. Love to see it.
0: Yeah. Uh, 918 says, hey, guys, I know this is still too early because he literally just announced, but do you think he could take Caden's spot as a freshman? Could he? I he think he, 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 could. he could. Is he a favorite? I wouldn't say that, but um, let's let's see this kid get in and, and see how ready he is to play day one. I I wonder what we would have said about Caden Green at this time. Maybe a similar thing, and and look what happened there. I I wouldn't project it, Parker, but I don't – no way I'd put it at
1: 0%. Ohio Sooner wants to know, as a gym rat, I got to know how much EPL bench presses. Now, I don't recall the exact number, Ohio Sooner, so forgive me for this. But when EPL was a freshman in high school, again, I do not recall exactly how many reps he did of 225 pounds on the bench, but it would have ranked in the top five – across all position groups at the NFL Combine that year.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's not bad. Are, are you just seeing the joy that's happening right now on the Meyer Chevrolet test line? Can't you just feel it? Brent from Jink says, guess who's back? Back again. Beaten Bo's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> With a let's go attached on the end of it as well. All right. It's the holiday season, 10 days away until Christmas, and the OU 2024 class just got a gift. Up to the number six overall class now, Eddie Pierre-Lewis, in case you missed it, uh, committed 10 minutes ago. Yeah, Yeah,
1: we got like like six or seven people that asked virtually simultaneously, is he going to early enroll? No, he will not. So he goes to a private school, same private school that Lewis Carter went to. He will not enroll until June. He can't graduate early.
0: 918, since he's in Tampa, did they have Baker do an in-home visit? <laughs> it doesn't sound like Beatonbo needed to call Old Bake uh, for the for the recruiting visit there. Yeah, no. Sounds like uh, Beatonbo's able to do it all by himself. Beatonbo closed, baby. Yeah. All right. Heck of a start. Heck of a start here from the Riverwind Casino, and uh, we're gonna have some fun today. It's Frosty Fridays here at the Riverwind Casino, where where you can win your share of one hundred thousand dollars. Join Riverwind on Fridays in December. For your chance to win a share of $100,000 in cash and a bonus play. A lot of recruiting to get to. We'll talk more EPL. Where was Brent Venables last night on a recruiting visit? Hmm. And more on the 2024 class and the transfer portal as well. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the home suitor fans. And a happy Eddie pierre Lewis day to you out there. Number 29 overall player. According to rivals in the 2024 class, just committed to OU about 15 minutes ago. OU up from the number eight class to the number six class, just outside the top five, as we're five days out until National Signing Day. What up, Ref Army? Happy Friday. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and you listening nationwide as well. Minneapolis, Minnesota is tuned in. Waverly, Nebraska is tuned in. Long Valley, New Jersey, Sylvania, Georgia. Sierra Vista, Arizona, Jacksonville, Florida, and our small Oklahoma town of the day is Eufaula, where everyone said, God bless Mrs. Selman. Uh, Ref Army Locators brought to you by Affordable Door, where they compromise on the price but not on the quality. Check them out, affordabledoor.net. What would you say the attitude is right now on the text line? Stop the Bill Beatenbow slander. Everyone's excited, feeling good, optimistic. Yeah,
1: I I don't see anybody on the text line st- saying Beatenbow sucks as a recruiter.
0: I mean, this like l- l- let's think of it this way, and I I know that there's different rankings for EPL on on three and twenty four seven, but let's let's think about it this way. EPL would be the like how high like where, where his ranking would he be the highest ranked recruits Beatenbow's gotten, or would that go to someone else? Has he gotten a top 30 player nationally before?
1: Bray Walker.
0: He was a top 30 player. I know he's a five-star, but that's kind of what we're talking about here. If it's not his highest-ranked uh, commit ever, it's it's probably number two. Yeah, behind it is number Bray two. Walker.
1: It's behind only Bray Walker.
0: Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad, man. 405-651-3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. Hit us up there. And and before we go to the text line, um, got a lot of texts asking, okay, well, what now? Okay, that commit was great, but what now? Who do we have to look forward to? It doesn't feel like anything is necessarily imminent in the next five days until next Wednesday. It almost feels like, Parker, we turn our attention to the second signing period and what's going to happen with a couple of defensive linemen.
1: Yeah, that is correct. And Dominic McKinley going forward is probably the only potential addition to the 2024 class from here on out. Now, you think back to last year, OU made a late eval on Taylor Heim and decided to take him in the class of 2023. He didn't get his offer until late January, didn't commit until right before signing day in february so it's not out of the question that that is one thing that brent venables loves to do he loves to watch senior tape loves to identify late risers it's not out of the question that oklahoma could identify and offer and pursue and lock down a late riser but i think especially with where this program is at as far as numbers are concerned and what they are on the precipice of adding in the transfer portal i'm fairly certain not a hundred percent, but fairly certain that Dominic McKinley is the only remaining potential addition to Oklahoma's 2024 class.
0: Yeah, CB Sooner says Coach B set the hook and David Stone reeled him in. Booma uh, was David Stone influential at all? Yes. For uh, for EPL, kind of yes. feels that way. So yes, he was influential he today.
1: Yes. So David Stone, and this isn't—I—I I don't think this is exceedingly common knowledge. But it's been easy to pick up clues on social media if you've really, really dug into it and paid attention. David Stone and Eddie pierre Lewis have a very quiet, but very strong friendship. And over the summer, on into the fall, Stone was continually staying in EPL's ear with the OU propaganda, letting him know where the place to be was, and... Ultimately, it pays off. David Stone was not an insignificant part of the process in the Sooners' collective pursuit of EPL.
0: Cherokee Sooner says, give Beden Boss K-Ref Recruiter of the Month already. Hey, Cherokee Sooner, he is definitely in the running. <laughs> we are at the midway point of this month. For K-Ref Recruiter of the Month, I was going to discuss this anyway. Thank you for bringing it up. I mean, we really have, we've got three candidates at this point. Um, Bill Biedenbow. Jada Coleman, let's remember earlier this week, everyone wanted Jada Coleman to be K-Ref Recruiter of the Month. And then you got to throw Emmitt Jones in there as well for the big-time wide receiver that he got in the portal, Deion Burke. Hey, no Ted Roof erasure.
1: No Ted Roof erasure. Danny Stutzman's coming back, folks. Okay.
0: (laughs) Ted Roof is in the mix as well. So this could be one of the more interesting races that we've had in quite some time. Everyone wanted Jada Coleman. Earlier this earlier this week, and now Bill Beatenbow. There's a lot of uh, people on the text line saying that he should win K Ref Recruit of the Month. It'll be a fascinating race towards the uh, towards the end of the month. <laughs> Who who's your favorite at this point?
1: Uh, I agree with Sugar shane at Newcastle, Sir William Beatenbow.
0: Okay, he is the front runner right now.
1: Oh man, Jada,
0: I thought you were going to get K Ref Recruit of the Month, Jada, but that's I don't know. It's not it's not looking good right now. Apparently.
1: A listener in the nine one eight says just saw the video of EPL running track. How about some carries at
0: fullback? It's amazing. I, I told I said yesterday, man. I got caught up watching that. It is it is incredible. If you have some extra time, just go watch go spend five minutes of EPL running track. It's 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 pretty it's pretty pretty incredible. Sark says, dude.
1: Can't wait to watch him pull on counterplays in Latrell's offense. Scary sight.
0: Yeah, let's let's hope that's the case. That's uh, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Bass and John says Demarco Murray, four K ref recruiter of the month. Curtis B and Miss Love say the Boz should be a candidate for Danny Stutzman.
1: Hmm.
0: He I mean, was a part of the video. I don't hate that. So. No,
1: I still give one hundred percent of the credit to Ted Roof. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> we don't do a whole lot of um. I don't know, we don't have to do a whole lot of comparisons for commits. I mean, at, at times we do. We'll talk about who others have as comparisons. Have you noticed all the Larry Allen comparisons that we're getting? I have. For Eddie Pierre-Lewis? I mean, it is, it's borderline out of control at this point.
1: I mean, if that comparison ends up remotely coming to fruition, EPL will leave Oklahoma as one of the best offensive linemen the program has ever seen because Larry Green – or Larry Allen, excuse me, is obviously – an NFL legend, one of the greatest to ever do it. Will from Moore points out, Lewis Carter is a freak when it comes to bench press. EPL is a freak bench press guy. Coincidence? And they went to the same school, Tampa Catholic. I don't know what they're putting in the chocolate milk down there, but they turn out some
0: strong young men. I don't know if I've seen a photo of EPL without sunglasses on. So my hope is that he has sunglasses on or the dark visor when he's playing offensive line here. I'm going to hold out hope for that. Hopefully that's the case. Um, I I, kind of teased it going into the break of where Brent Venables was at last night, and it looks like BV was with Todd Bates out in uh, Louisiana visiting Don McKinley, huh?
1: He was down seeing Dominic McKinley, yes. Now, again, this is probably the type of thing that is not going to come to a resolution anytime soon. So, You see the photo with Todd Bates and Brent Venables at Dominic McKinley's house. Yeah, it's something to get excited about, right? Like the McKinleys, they love OU, they love Bates, they love Venables, and so it's a, it's a situation that we'll stay on top of, no doubt. But I do expect at this point, this one probably goes all the way down to signing day in February.
0: Yeah. Uh, By the way, Brent Venables did have a uh, press. Well, I don't know, call it a press conference, more of a an availability with reporters after practice today. Um, The first thing that he mentioned. And apparently he said this with a smile. He opened things up with a smile and said, quote, I'm not talking about anybody that's not here, in quotes. So I think we all know what that's in reference to. Before the media availability even got started, Parker, he was like, just to let all y'all know, I know the direction that this is probably headed. I'm not talking about anyone that's not here. So no Caden Green questions were asked. Uh, a Tobey Walker question was asked. And Brent Venable says that Tawi is going to look at his options in the portal, and if he doesn't like them, he's more than welcome to come back. So he was practicing with the team earlier this week. Maybe he intends to play in the bowl game, but just because he was at practice earlier this week, it doesn't look like that means that he's 100% going to be back next year. And and what that says to me, Parker, is Tawi going to look at his options in the portal, and if he doesn't like them, he's welcome to come back. That doesn't sound like to me that OU is going to offer him a scholarship. No, it's it really doesn't. It's like, hey, doesn't. you could come back in your same role if you want, but if you find uh, another school that wants to give you an offer, so be it and best of luck.
1: Yeah, well, and if you're actively trying to bring Tawi Walker back, the easiest way to do it would just be to give him a scholarship and boom, he stays. Like, he has no reason to get in the portal at that point because for Tawi Walker, the decision to – Getting in the portal was all about finances, right? And so the fact that Oklahoma went and pursued and got the commitment from Samuel Franklin does tell me they don't intend to give tawi Walker a scholarship. And if he wants to come back, he's going to have to pay his way for the third straight year. Camo Sooner says on Christmas Eve, the news stations have a Santa tracker. This time of year, we need a Venables tracker.
0: Ah, uh, let's go. Yeah. I like that idea. Like that idea a lot. Maybe someone did last night. Maybe someone showed uh, Venables down in the state of Louisiana the Venables tracker as he's making his way around his uh, signing days uh, five days away. Um, BV mentioned it earlier. He's not going to talk about anyone that's not here. I'm I'm honestly ready to move on past this story and look forward. But just to just to bring it up, Caden Green will reportedly be at Oregon today and tomorrow. And then he will be uh, at Missouri on the 17th of December. So, Oregon today and Saturday, and then uh, Mizzou on Sunday. And the athletic has him as the number 10 player in the portal. Got it. Got a feeling one way or the other. Who's the favorite there between Oregon and Mizzou? If
1: it's between those two, I would lean Oregon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they get the first visit. We'll see how that works out for the Ducks. 405-651-3439. Man, you guys are killing it right now on the text line. Let's go. Happy Friday here from the Riverwind Casino where it's a frosty Friday. Join us on Fridays in December for your chance to win a share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play right here at the Newcastle Casino until December 29th. More to come next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the Ref. Bowl games start tomorrow, so if you haven't already, make sure to join our ESPN Bowl Mania page as you pick every single bowl game. You can go up against other listeners, go up against the host at the station. ESPN Bowl Mania, group name Unhitch the Wagon. Unhitch the Wagon is group name. Password is Sooners with a capital S. But, hey. You win this thing, you're going to get uh, gift cards to Hal Smith Restaurants, which is awesome. Bowl game start tomorrow. Join us ESPN Bowl Mania. Unhitch the Wagon is the group name. Capital S Sooners is the password. And, Parker, it still warms my heart this bowl season that the Sand Aggies of Texas Tech will be playing in the Independence Bowl tomorrow night in Shreveport, Louisiana. Eight <laughs> fifteen. A match made in heaven. Local start time. A match made in heaven. Texas Tech playing in the Independence Bowl. Yeah, that's great. Um, Five days until signing day. Are we talking about any current commits on shaky ground? I, I did see something on Rivals, and we had talked about this a week ago, about how the Arizona State staff is doing a full pursuit on Jeremiah Newcomb. But would you label anyone as shaky five days out until signing day that's committed in this 24 class?
1: No, I would not. At this point, no. Uh, a week ago, I would have said yes, and you would have probably asked me to elaborate on that, and I wouldn't have said a word and pled the fifth. But at this point, no, I would not.
0: Would you? Have, were you talking about Jeremiah Newcomb a week no, ago? No, I was
1: not talking about Jeremiah Newcomb either. I'm not worried oh, about man. that
0: one. Is it a is it a uh, player from Carl Alberts?
1: Carl Albert? No, no. no?
0: Okay, all right.
1: Now, in fact, uh, Xavier Robinson is going to be joining Oklahoma early for bull practices. Yeah. He'll be joining uh, the program on December 21st.
0: Okay. We just got a text about that yesterday, so I'm just trying to text. Text line will take over for me as we move on here and try to figure out who it is. 580, I don't get how Missouri is all of a sudden in the mix for so many big recruits and transfers. They took advantage of a week's schedule and bought their coach a couple more years. It's important we remind them who they are next year. Well, I think we can all guess how Missouri is all of a sudden in the mix for so many big recruits and transfers. Yeah, here's the thing. Right?
1: Eli Drinkwitz, and I've had a lot of conversations behind the scenes about Missouri and what they're doing and the momentum that they have picked up on the recruiting trail. And here's basically what it amounts to, folks. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz is not a guy that's very popular with recruits and parents. Like, straight up, just not very popular. However... He has fully embraced the villain arc and is basically saying, "Look, I got money behind me. Tell me no if you can." A lot of kids. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Three eight six Swamp Okey says there's ups and downs in recruiting, like everything else. Brent Venables and staff, I trust. Man, I mean we're we're living it every single day together for for an hour, so we definitely kind of see firsthand the the ups and downs throughout a recruiting cycle. I, th- this is one of the fun days, uh, but there are other days throughout the year where it's not that fun and everyone's angry and pissed, and we got to read all the text on the text line. T- Today is one of those fun days for sure, but yeah, Swampokey, even for even for a program that had a top five class last year, currently has the number six class. There's still a lot of ups and downs throughout, but where I've already been at Parker, and, and I will continue to be this way. Look, there will be ups and downs in the 25 class. I have no doubt about that. I don't care if they already have a good number of players committed. There will be more ups and downs in 25. I am not one that's going to question the ability of this staff's ability to recruit at a high level. Because we've seen it now with two full classes. And and even the class in 2022 where they had to get that one quickly together. This staff can recruit. And maybe you can question them about certain things. But... Getting high-level players in, I, at this point, I don't I don't think that's very debatable.
1: They're going to get high-level players. And here's the thing, too. This goes back to the conversation we had about Bill Biedenbow. Not everybody that they sign is going to be a high-level player according to the recruiting rankings. But a lot of those guys that aren't super highly ranked by the recruiting services end up being cornerstone dudes at the University of Oklahoma, especially where offensive linemen are concerned. So, yes – It's going to be impressive over the next few years to see what this staff does on the recruiting trail, but don't get caught in the trap of thinking, oh, if Oklahoma doesn't have a top five class every single year, something's wrong. Oklahoma may end up with a number 10 or a number 12 or even a number 15 ranked class, but I guarantee you those classes will be chock full of the dudes that that coaching staff believes can help them win and can become great both individually and contribute to uh, the – Progressive build towards greatness for the Oklahoma football program as a whole.
0: You know who's not on shaky ground right now? Uh, <laughs> committed in the uh, 24 class. Here is a tweet one minute ago from David Stony Stone Jr. David Stone. Let's blanking get rolling, man. Tired of all the BS. Tired of the games. If you not with us, you against us. 100 emoji. Team 130 coming to prove the world wrong. Boomer MF sooner. With about five exclamation marks at the end of it. And a photo of him pointing at Boomer Sooner. Sounds like he's good, ready to go. Yeah. No worry there. Not not going to be flipping to Miami on signing day. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. Does not feel like that's, that's going to be uh, the case. Uh, okay, text line. Jimmy and Duncan says, is there a chance for a top five class finish? If you're hoping for a top five finish, that feels like it's going to have to be on the second signing day.
1: Yeah, Agreed. and it would it would almost be – well, not almost. It would be entirely contingent upon the potential addition of Dominic McKinley. If you get Correct. Dominic McKinley, maybe you have a top five class. You're probably on the
0: outside looking in if not. So no hope with Daylon Evans, the four-star uh, D-line commit from A&M. Talked about him yesterday, actually, I think. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting
1: deal. I haven't really heard a ton on that front, to be honest with you, Tyler. And I don't think that's an expectation – that anybody should carry Oh oh you's gonna flip Dalen Evans when they get him to campus in January. If that visit comes to fruition and things get hot and heavy real quick, then okay you got something. But I literally you, like you broke the news to me yesterday that Dalen Evans was planning on an official to Oklahoma. I still haven't even been able to confirm whether Oklahoma is planning on hosting Dalen Evans. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes.
0: 918 says, recruiting makes me need to take medication, LOL. Yes, retweet that. Thank God I have Pacifico as my med- medication <laughs> for recruiting. Yes, again, today's one of the good days. It's one of the fun days, and I love doing this hour every day. It's a lot of fun, but some days are better than others. This is, uh, this is fun after Eddie Pierre-Lewis commits. And, and I made a mistake, dude. I, I've been so worried all day long. About saying it the other way, Uh I'm scared to even say it that way because it's going to mess me up all again, that I wrote down on the rundown sheet, Eddie Pierre Lewis, and I spelled it L-E-W-I-S. Lewis, just so I didn't mess up. Well, when I sent out the tweet on the KREF page that Eddie Pierre Lewis committed, I spelled it on the tweet L-E-W-I-S because that's how I've been going about it all day long. (laughs) Luckily, there's an edit feature on Twitter now, and I was able to change it, but... Yeah, uh, it's we, we got it right so far. Hopefully, we can keep it going. 405, we need Bob Stoops tequila during recruiting season. Yeah, some rock and roll uh, tequila as well. Um, 2025, Rivals has been updating their 2025 rankings this week as well. And I just wanted to run this down because we've talked so much about how historic the Oklahoma class for 25 could be. Not OU, maybe that is. The state of Oklahoma, the prospects in state. Parker OU has five in-state players in the top Rivals 250. Um, Elijah Thomas is at 106. Nate Roberts is at 146. Kevin Sperry is at 184. Tristan Haynes is at 193. And C.J. Nixon is at 219. So, So pretty good, right? Five players in the top 250. The only thing is all five of those players all moved down in the rankings in the most recent Rivals yeah. update. Well, Elijah there you go. Thomas moved down three, Nate Roberts, 18, Kevin Sperry, nine, Tristan Haynes, 17, CJ Nixon, uh, Nixon, 12. There you go, folks.
1: Anti-Oklahoma bias Jeez. in the recruiting rank, which, by the way, I, look, it, are there certain fan bases that have a right to be upset and have a case sometimes when one of their commits drops? Certainly, but – Without exception, literally every single school in America has a fan base that believes the recruiting services are out to get them and have bias against their particular school. It is a uniformly held belief nationwide.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to believe in it if these guys keep getting dropped every single rankings update. But five in the top 50, still pretty good, man. Still pretty good. And a couple of those guys are what? what really – Three out of the five are OU commits, correct? Three out of the five? So not bad. And OU got a real chance to be right where they are right now, right where they (laughs) were last year in the 25 class, uh, according to rankings. All right, we got one final segment of Locked In coming up next, live from the Newcastle Casino. Keep it locked right here on The Ref for the Homeless fans. Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune live on The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno bring you this hour of locked-in. Half-price oil changes on Saturdays, but check them out this weekend in El Reno. It's Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. Eddie Pierre-Lewis is the big news of the day. OU commit, 6'4", 320 pounds. Hayes Fawcett uh, put this out about 30 minutes ago. The newest OU offensive line commit runs a 12,9700 meters at 315 pounds <laughs> worth noting as well his bench press would have been among the top group at the nfl combine so if you don't know a whole lot about track that's fine just know at 12 9 700 meters that's that's fast it's really fast for a guy that's 315 pounds and an interior offensive lineman oh and by the way he's really strong as well His bench press would have been among the top group at the nfl combine so in no way, Parker, am I saying, Yep, just pencil this guy in. He's a starter from day one. He is immediately a front runner for one of those guard spots when oh, he gets to you're, OU. You're not saying but that, Tyler? I am not I'll saying just... that. However, what I will say is I'm sure for a lot of offensive linemen that are true freshmen, I mean there's some things that they have to overcome. Just pure strength, you know, is probably one of those guys that maybe a lot of true freshmen O linemen aren't just ready for. And maybe that's still the case with him, but if your bench press would have been among the top group at the NFL combine, it doesn't tell the entire story, but it tells some of the story. So at least physically, it sounds like he'll be in a good place when he gets here uh if he does have to play or contribute next year. So there's that.
1: Not not very homerish of you, Tyler, to dampen yeah. expectations. I'm going to go ahead and project that Eddie Pierre-Louis is not only All-SEC as a freshman, but an All-American as a freshman and the Outland Trophy winner. So, clean sweep, hat just trick, trifecta. Video.
0: Okay. I uh, I predict OU plays Oregon in the national championship game, and Eddie Pierre-Louis plays both ways on the offensive line and the defensive line just to go up against Caden Green. Think about that. <laughs> and he dominates him.
1: Oh, man.
0: That'd be some. By- yeah, no, it would. Um e- SEC rankings in uh, Cruton, by the way, OU's up from uh, eight to number six. Here's, here's where the SEC is ranked in the top 25 on rivals. You have 12 SEC programs in the top 25 for the 2024 rankings. J- just under half of the teams ranked are SEC teams. Georgia's at one. Texas is at three. Bama's at five. OU's at six. Auburn's at nine. Florida's at ten. LSU's at 12, Tennessee's at 14, AM's at 20, Ole Miss is at 21, South Carolina's at 23, and Kentucky at 24. That's not surprising, but it's still impressive, Parker, that 12 SEC teams are in the top 25, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 are in the top 10. Jeez. That's the
1: league you're jumping into with both feet, folks. That's the SEC. That's the new standard. And – I think Oklahoma, with what they've done on the recruiting trail the last three years over the course of the Venables era, you had the number nine class, to my recollection, in 2022, even after Mule Shoe tanked it on his way out the door. Had the number four class, four or five? I forget, four or five class in the nation last year. And you're sitting right now with the number six class in the 2024 cycle. The OU staff has already demonstrated that they can recruit on par with the rest of the SEC. Now the question becomes... Can the product on the gridiron stack up against the programs that play ball down in the SEC? And you opened the rush, I can't remember whether it was yesterday or the day before, Tyler, with an interesting clip, and I don't know who who it was that was propagating the take, but basically saying, hey, the SEC isn't that much better than the rest of college football. What's What's your opinion on that, candidly?
0: Um... I think, like, to take – I don't know who said it either. I just randomly found it in my folder from, like, a few years ago. I, I think it's pretty dead on. Like, you saw Ole Miss and Missouri have good years this year, but that was, like, their best years in several years, man. Like, Alabama and Georgia are two of the best programs going on in the sport right now, but LSU's hit or miss a lot of years, man. Auburn's hit or miss. Florida's very hit or miss. Um, Tennessee's good now but recently they've stunk I I agree overall with the take I think at the top the top of that league is as good as you're gonna find in college football but I just I think it's been oversold a little bit on the depth that the conference has and it's better than the big 12 but Parker it's made out that every single team that you play is capable of nine or ten wins and that's just that's just not the case with that league It's a good league it's the best league I still think it's a, a little bit oversold at times
1: and I agree with you You know, like it's going to take some work for Oklahoma to get to the same tier, the same level as Alabama and Georgia. But there's really no reason why the Sooners, as their program sits today right now, can't go in and be a top five,
0: even top three
1: program in the SEC.
0: By the way, did I say uh, Louie? You
1: did. You almost made the whole show.
0: Ah, the no-hitter. The perfect game is, is broken. I've got three hours left. It'll probably happen again, or I'll just say EPL the rest of the way, whatever. The Rush is coming up next. We're live from Riverwind Casino right here on The Ref.